Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another edition of Jake's Takes. I am your host, Jake Masucci. And today, I got a special episode for you guys. I'm excited for this one. It's time to talk again about the NBA playoffs. And I'm really excited for this. We haven't touched on it in a while. I've been having some really good guests on. I had Peter Murphy on for that NHL for Dummies. That was a lot of fun. I had the Martys on to talk about Marvel. And I haven't gotten into the playoffs in a while. So the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals have been going on. And they've been really interesting. It Kind of some blowouts, which is not not really what you want to see. The Nuggets swept. But the Celtics are starting to make a little 3-0 comeback, which is really interesting. So I start by talking about the Eastern Conference Finals, and then I talk about the Western Conference Finals and kind of what you should expect and maybe what you're going to see for the NBA Finals, some exciting stuff there. So we talk about that today, kind of just kind of just a chill podcast today. I got some plans for you guys coming up, so don't worry. But without further ado, I'm going to cue the music for this one. All right, welcome back into the show and episode 22 and I'm back alone and I'm ready to talk some NBA playoffs. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. Let's start in the Eastern Conference because this series is actually still going on and it's actually been really interesting. We're finally getting a good conference finals, which we didn't expect. The Nuggets ended up sweeping the Lakers really quickly. So I'll get into that series a little bit, but I want to mainly focus on this Miami-Boston series. And this has actually been a fantastic series Series, if you look at it. Miami coming into the series in eighth seed, like everybody was like, okay, they beat Milwaukee which was very impressive. Nobody thought anybody could take out Milwaukee. Then they go into New York, smoke them, do what they got to do. They win that series in six. And now we're headed back to Boston. And Boston's the second best team in the NBA. And if you look at Boston getting here, they they took too much time with this with the Hawks, like weren't really sure how to beat them and beat them in six games. The Hawks were able to take some games from them, which a lot of people were like, man, Boston's got to make short work of them. And they didn't do that. And then you get to Philly and Philly has complete control of the series going into game six up three, two. And then Missoula, I'm going to give him credit here. He made a great adjustment moving to a two big lineup with Al Horford and Robert Williams. And they're able to win that series kind of handily when it looks like game six and game seven making Harden's life really difficult at the end because Harden couldn't make his reads based off of those bigs and then making Embiid's life miserable because Robert Williams was just waiting for him and help which just makes it so much more difficult and I'm sure it's a topic for another day but Embiid did not look great in that series not what an MVP should look like but getting to this Miami-Boston series, like going into this series, we're not sure what to expect. These teams have played in the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years, which is actually awesome. Miami won the bubble one, which a lot of people were like, eh, the Celtics probably should have won that. But 
to be honest, Miami was a very good team then, and it seemed like Jimmy Butler's run was destiny. He was just flat out amazing. And it's kind of been like that this year, too. Like, looking at it, like, Jimmy Butler, this is kind of his destiny here. But Boston was able to beat them last year in a fantastic series that went to seven. Jimmy Butler missed that three at the end of the game. A lot of people questioned if he should have taken that shot. I thought it was a fine shot, but... You know, I'm sure Jimmy Butler has been thinking about getting back here and he's probably happy that the Celtics are here so he can get his revenge, which is very interesting. And going into game one, like Jimmy Butler, he was in complete control of this game. He ended up with 35 points, five rebounds and seven assists in game one. And he was just insane, completely controlling every aspect of the game, flat out monster. He had an unbelievable fourth quarter scoring the majority of their points in the fourth and he was awesome in this game, flat out awesome. And then looking at the star tandem of Tatum and Brown, Tatum was very good in this game, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. He was pretty efficient shooting, 52% shooting. Let me look at his field goals. He did have four turnovers in this game, and turnovers was kind of the story for Boston, looking at Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. Brown, he had a solid game shooting as well, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, but 6 turnovers. The turnovers in this game was very difficult for Boston, and Jimmy Butler was all over the place with his steals and all of that, and Bam was fantastic on defense. Also looking at Caleb Martin, Caleb Martin has been excellent in this series. We'll get into him into him a little bit later but Boston was really struggling with the turnovers like other than Marcus Smart who had 11 assists but he had those 11 assists in the first half didn't do much in the second half a lot of them struggled to really make good passes like Brown had the five assists to the six turnovers Tatum had one assist to the four turnovers it's just not what you want to see from Boston offense they were actually shooting the lights out in this game just really struggled with the turnovers. Jimmy Butler with the four steals. Gabe Vincent playing great defense. Max Struess playing great defense. It was really difficult for them. So, like, looking at looking at this game, I feel like if you're Boston, you're like, okay, we shot the ball well. We just turned the ball over a lot, so we should be all right, right? And that leads us into game two, which happened last Friday, May 19th. Was that last? Yes, it was last Friday. Um, And Miami was able to sneak out of this 111 to 105. And Boston had complete control over the whole game. Jason Tatum was unbelievable. He went into the fourth quarter with 31 points, like 11 rebounds, eight assists. He was insane. And then Another fourth quarter where Jason Tatum doesn't shoot any field goal attempts. Game one and game two, he had a combined zero field goal attempts. He got to the free throw line. He was able to score some points, but he wasn't the vocal point of the offense. And if you're Boston, it's like, especially in this game, why is he not your vocal point? Your next leading scorer is Jalen Brown, who really struggled shooting 30% from the field and had 16 points in this game. Like, it's just not what you want to see if you're Boston. And Malcolm Brogdon kind of struggling. I did hear recently that Brogdon's been dealing with an injury all series, so he hasn't been great shooting the ball too much. Robert Williams gives you some good minutes, I think, but he can get into foul trouble a lot. And looking at Marcus Smart, he's just on and off, man. Like, this game, he was off. He wasn't passing the ball the same way. He wasn't shooting very great. Grant Williams came in and actually gave them some really good minutes. He and Jimmy Butler in this game got into that uh, trash-talking thing where they went head-to-head, and that was awesome. That was like bringing the old NBA back. I really think... I really think the NBA has got to be softer with that stuff. Like, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's a competitive edge, you know. 
everybody loves seeing that stuff. So I don't know why the NBA is like always like that. But I think the story of this game was Jimmy Butler in the fourth quarter, but Caleb Martin and Bam Adebayo were the story for Miami. Bam ended up with 22 points, 17 rebounds, nine assists. He didn't shoot the ball great, but this guy was just flat out all over the place. He grabbed every single rebound. Al Horford couldn't do anything with him. I personally think these first three games of the series were the worst I've ever seen Al Horford. He did not look great. Bam was completely outplaying him. And Caleb Martin, man, holy cow. This guy hits like all of his open threes. It was flat out awesome to watch. And then looking at some of the bench guys, Duncan Robinson came in, really hit a lot of threes. It was great to see him shooting the ball well and getting back into the action. Like This was really impressive from Miami. I was... I was very impressed in this game, and I was like, wow, can Boston do anything? And going into game three, it didn't look like they were going to be able to do anything. Like, Boston looked like they threw in the towel in game three, and Miami absolutely smoked them. Gabe Vincent was unbelievable with 29 points in this game. Duncan Robinson came in with the 22. Jimmy Butler didn't even have to do much, and Miami was just flat out killing them. Caleb Martin was hitting every one of their th- his threes, and nobody for Boston showed up. Like It looked like they threw in the towel in the third quarter, and everybody was freaking out. Like, oh my God, this series is over. Miami's just 10 times better, but... Uh, Boston is not gonna not gonna come back from this like they just looked out of it completely out of it and I'll I'll say one thing I think it took Missoula way too long to go to Derek White over a Robert Williams or over a Marcus Smart I think if he ended the game in game two especially with Derek White over either Marcus Smart or Robert Williams I think they win that game because they had complete control of that game too and then it fell apart because he wasn't willing to make an adjustment to his starting lineup. And yes, the two big lineup worked against Philly. It was a great move against Philly. But against Miami, like Jimmy's just so calm and patient. And especially with a guy like Robert Williams, who's who fouls a lot, the Jimmy Butler pump fake is just gonna get him off of his off of his feet and get Jimmy Butler free throws. Like it's just not gonna work as well because Jimmy's just so good at moving and creating things for other people. He's just developed that veteran savvy way of creating that stuff for others. And I don't think to me pers for me personally, that Robert Williams would be the answer in this series. All right, let's move into game four where Boston really woke up and they unleashed the Derek White. I think Derek White playing a lot more in this series, starting being that caliber guy, has created just a nice flow to the Boston offense and has really made them look a lot better. White ended up with 16 points in this game, hitting his threes. Robert Williams with 14. Tatum was unreal. 33 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and he was more aggressive in the fourth quarter, which which is what the Celtics need like he's just flat out insane when he's aggressive he's very difficult to deal with like that game seven against Philly he had a historic performance because he came out aggressive he went at them every single time it was flat out unbelievable in that game seven against Philly and Tatum these last two games this game included like just really went off and Brown started shooting the ball a little better he still struggled a little bit but Derek White man inserting him into the starting lineup you should have done that from the beginning, Missoula. I think it's excellent. It's a great adjustment that they made. And going into the Thursday game, that was yesterday, 
Same thing. Derek White, just unbelievable in this game. Led the game in scoring with 24 points. Marcus Smart was hitting his threes. Like, looking at Boston yesterday, it looked like a completely different team. They were shooting the lights out everywhere you go. It was flat out awesome. I was so excited to see a great Boston team. I'm just thinking, like, it's game five. You were down 3-0. No team has ever come back from 3-0. And there's still Jimmy Butler on the other side. And we haven't seen Butler look great in these last three games even. But I think Butler's saving himself. He's like, okay, we're going back to Miami now, game six. I'm thinking Butler has a monster game like the ones that you've seen in the finals where he's uh, hanging his head and exhausted. I think Butler has one of those games where he's just flat out unbelievable and nobody can guard him. And I don't think Boston can get it good done. I think Miami's going to win the series in six. I think Missoula did an excellent job of adjusting at the end of the series. I just think it's a little too late. Hello, hello. This is Giovanni Mosheri. You may have heard me a couple times on Jake's Takes. I am the sports media director of Oakland University's campus radio station, WXOU, and I've been the host for about two years of a weekly sports show called The Jomo Show, where we cover all of Oakland University athletics, including a weekly update on scores and highlights, as well as interviews with athletes or those otherwise involved in athletics. You can listen to The Jomo Show live on WXOU Thursdays at 6, or you can tune in to me afterwards on Spotify. It's The Jomo Show. All right, let's move on to the Denver Nuggets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, this series was actually very interesting from the start. It wasn't it wasn't your normal sweep. I'll tell you that. Like these two teams came into the series very similar to each other, and I was really excited for this series. We saw it in the bubble. It was a very interesting series. I believe the Lakers won in five or six in the bubble. But the Nuggets have just improved in so many ways, and this was just on full display in this series. It was flat-out unbelievable. Let's start with Game 1, looking at Game 1 in Denver. Um, A lot of people were like, man, the Lakers really got to get this game. This is a big game for the Lakers because... The Lakers, what they would do in these past two series is if they steal game one, like it's really difficult because you steal a home court advantage and like everything goes towards you. That's what happened in the Golden State series. That's what happened in the Memphis series. They were able to steal game one and then it was then it was different. And the Lakers came out like all in for this game and they looked really good on the offensive end. The Nuggets were in control of the game for the most part of this game. Nikola Jokic was unbelievable. This was probably, it was one of his best games of the series. Like, he was unbelievable. He had 34 points, 21 rebounds, 14 assists. Just unbelievable. He did have five turnovers. The Lakers had an excellent adjustment in the fourth quarter of this game to move Rui Hachimura onto Nikola Jokic and have the big as the help Anthony Davis would be the help guy would make it really difficult for Jokic it's kind of what the Celtics did with Embiid that I was talking about a little bit earlier I think it was a really good adjustment and it helped a lot Jokic really struggled in the fourth quarter to score at the same pace he was still passing really well but Jamal Murray was a story of the fourth quarter he ended up the game with 31 points five rebounds five assists was tremendous in this game LeBron was excellent as well 26 points 12 rebounds nine assists but Anthony Davis for the Lakers This was his best game of the series by far. He was just flat out unbelievable scoring just everywhere. He had 40 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. 
And this guy does not get enough credit for his defense, especially in this game with the three steals and the two blocks. Like his rim protection is just unbelievable. I don't think the Lakers are able to win that the Warriors series without him because the Warriors could not go inside. And every series the Warriors have been have been in, they've been able to have their way inside, and nobody's been able to stop them. But they've never seen anybody like Anthony Davis, and Davis was just unbelievable on the defensive end, just incredible in this in this game. Looking at the Nuggets, kind of uh, getting into Game Two a little bit, their role players have just been phenomenal in this series flat out phenomenal looking at game two Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter just took over this game was insane he had 37 points 10 rebounds five assists I think it was like 24 23 points in the fourth quarter I'm not sure if that's the exact number but he was just a monster dude like absolute monster it looked like he was gonna have a poor game it wasn't looking great the Lakers were in control LeBron had 22 points nine rebounds 10 assists Austin Reeves had 22 points Rui Hachimura 21 points Anthony Davis didn't shoot the ball well but again with some good defense he had 18 points but the Nuggets just came in and were like Jamal Murray's gonna take over and we're gonna win this game and that's what happened in this game looking at some of the other players KCP in game one was tremendous from three and he had a couple games in the series that were just unbelievable like this guy's going to be a key piece in the NBA finals depending on whether they play Miami or Boston he's going to have to match up with some of their best players and it'll be really interesting I could see him guarding like a Jalen Brown in the finals I could see him guarding I mean Caleb Martin's looking like one of the best players so I could see him guarding Caleb Martin for a little bit but he'd probably be majority on Jimmy Butler if, if I'm being honest uh if you're looking at Miami and then like Bruce Brown Bruce Brown was nice in this game 12 points five rebounds three assists Michael Porter Jr. is shooting the lights out like he's shooting around 40 percent from three which is what the Nuggets need just a reliable three-point shooter and he's no longer the defensive liability that he used to be this guy is very versatile on the defensive end can guard many positions and he's very difficult and speaking of guarding many positions Aaron Gordon had a great defensive series this this series like LeBron yes he was able to find ways to score and be effective but this was no LeBron performance that we're used to and I know he's been dealing with a foot injury for a while he's probably going to get foot surgery in the in the offseason but Aaron Gordon in this series I thought was unbelievable he matched LeBron's physicality he was all over the place on LeBron he really made it difficult for LeBron to stay stay kind of dominating the series and Gordon was just excellent defensively he was able to hit some shots in game four which we'll get to which was awesome and I really think this guy is, he's going to be another big piece. Like he could be a great guard for Jason Tatum. He could be a great guard for Bam Adebayo. I mean, you'll probably stick Jokic on him most of the time if you're the Nuggets, but you know, like he's been unbelievable. And look at Jokic in this game, 23 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. A lot of people were saying it was his worst performance of the series. Like this guy is just incredible. He's unbelievable. He's, he's really, it's just hard to describe, man. Like if that's your worst performance in a series, you know you're doing something right. It's flat out incredible. Looking at the Lakers, some of their role players, Rui Hachimura stepped up big in this series. Austin Reeves stepped up big. Schroeder, I thought, struggled a little bit. He was he was all over the place kind of defensively. Like 
he would have his moments on Jamal Murray, but I thought Murray was able to really have his way with him. And that wasn't the case in the Warriors series. I thought he made it really difficult on Steph in that series. Even though Steph was kind of still efficient and still kind of his way, he would also be switched on to Clay, and Clay definitely did not have the best series in that one. So, like, looking at Schroeder there, I, I really think he just struggled in this series finding that matchup that can, like, give him the right stuff on the floor. And Jared Vanderbilt was the same way. This guy, I was so high on him going into these playoffs, and he really just didn't show me anything. I thought he was going to be a lot better. It it really just didn't happen for Jared Vanderbilt in the series. All right, looking at game three, Denver was able to get out of this one, 119-108. And this was the Jamal Murray show again. The first half, the man had 30 points. He was just flat out incredible. And um, looking at it, like the Nuggets needed every one of those 30 points because nobody else was really showing up on the offensive end uh, for the Nuggets. And Anthony Davis in this game I thought was really good. He had 28 points, 18 rebounds. Again, playing fantastic defense. Jokic didn't really show up in this first half. Anthony Davis was all over him. I didn't think it was a great first half for him. Michael Porter Jr. was pretty good in this game. 14 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. He was really on it from start to finish. Austin Reeves was excellent with that 23 points, 70% shooting. He's going to get some money this offseason. Like, somebody's going to be willing to pay him. I've heard a little San Antonio. I've heard... um, you know, like the Lakers, it'd be tough for them because they wouldn't have much cap flexibility at all if they resign him. So I don't know if he's going back to L.A. I kind of want Detroit to go after him a little bit. That'd be cool for the Pistons. I think it'd be a solid fit. We'll see what happens with Reeves in the offseason, but I'm excited. And then looking at Rui, Rui had a solid game, 13 points, 6 rebounds. Uh, LeBron was excellent in this game, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 12 assists. Wasn't really going from three this this playoffs. Like this was the worst I've seen LeBron James from the three point range. It just wasn't great. It really wasn't. And uh, the Nuggets near game three, game four were just daring him to shoot. Like it was really difficult for him. And if LeBron's gonna keep playing, like his longevity keep going, his shots really got to come back for him because you know it's a struggle. And then the fourth quarter, Murray kind of cooled down a little bit in the second half, but the fourth quarter was Jokic's. Jokic saved his performance with 15 points in the fourth quarter. He ended up with 24 points, six rebounds, eight assists. Yet that was probably his worst game, not the game two. But I like if you take over the fourth quarter, it's difficult to call it your worst performance, you know? So looking at that, he was excellent. KCP was hitting his threes. He had 17 points, and he plays great defense. He plays so hard, and he really made it difficult for Schroeder. And Reeves at some points. I mean, I think Reeves kind of had his way in the series and showed that he's worth the $80 million that he's probably going to get in the offseason. But um, KCP is excellent. And then Bruce Brown comes in. He he had 15 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists off the bench. That's an excellent performance for him. He's fantastic. And then Aaron Gordon, again, playing excellent, excellent defense on LeBron, making it difficult for him. He's unbelievable. All right. Let's get to Game 4. And Game 4 was awesome. It was awesome. This was on Monday, and LeBron was so much fun to watch in this game. He played all 48 minutes, sat like the last four seconds. It was funny because he actually went in the locker room early in that first half. But he ended up with 40 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 turnover. And his passing, that was the best passing I've seen from LeBron since probably his 2018 days and probably the best performance I've ever seen from LeBron then. And you could tell, like, even with the foot thing, like, he was just... 
He's a little slow, but he was not going to be denied. He was attacking the rim at will and was just fantastic attacking. Was great everywhere everywhere he went. Like just unbelievable. Great passing in the in the game. Just the best LeBron game I've seen in a long time. And I'm really hoping it's not his last because he did hint at the retirement possibility. I don't think he's going to retire. At least I hope not. But I guess we'll see, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I could kind of see it being his last game, which would be horrible. Horrible because I'm a big LeBron guy. And we talked about earlier on the podcast when he broke the record, just what his career means. Like, I can't imagine NBA basketball without him. So I'm hoping he doesn't retire. We'll see, though. I don't know. But 40 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. It was literally the best performance I've seen from LeBron in a long time. And he was fantastic. He was shooting the three well. He was driving. Like, I've never seen him go to the cup as much as he did. It was awesome. It was so much fun to watch. But this was the Jokic-Murray show. I mean, Jokic with 30 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists. Just fantastic performance. Davis made it difficult for him. Jokic shot under 50%. Davis made it difficult for him all series. He was fantastic defensively, 21 points, 14 rebounds in this game. Offensively, just didn't shoot the ball well. And I think LeBron needed a bigger performance from him offensively because LeBron had 30 points in the first half and just kind of drained himself from playing all those first half minutes and he looked dead afterwards which makes sense the guy's 38 years old you know and Reeves was pretty good with 17 points I feel like probably near the end of the game they could have ran more stuff with with Reeves and uh, Schroeder just to give LeBron some more time off but the thing is is I think they tried and it just didn't work and nobody really had it, so LeBron just kind of had to take over. There were some Tristan Thompson minutes for the Lakers, which was kind of cool. He was really getting into Jokic, which was fun to watch. He's just not very good offensively, so it wasn't great, and you can't keep him on the floor, you know? Michael Porter Jr., again, hitting some threes was excellent for the Nuggets. I feel like he's got to shoot a little better if they're going to end up playing Miami or Boston and winning the NBA Finals. I think he's just got to shoot a little better. But this guy's playing great defense and great offense. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going to come for Michael Porter Jr. And then KCP, another solid performance, great defense. But this was Aaron Gordon, too. Like, this was the Aaron Gordon game that I was talking about. He shot the ball extremely well. He ended up with 22 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. And you could tell in the second half when LeBron was draining a little bit, Gordon just made it so difficult for him. So difficult. And the Nuggets in this game, they just hung around. Hung around tough. Because the Lakers were controlling it throughout the whole time. And then in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets got control. And then the Lakers bounced back, making it difficult. Anthony Davis kind of showed his physicality. He was there in the fourth quarter a little bit. LeBron was making some great plays. And then the Nuggets just kept bouncing back, kept bouncing back, making a good game. Jokic hits a great shot, giving the Lakers the last possession. LeBron gets it off the timeout, drives, fantastic drive. Probably would have had a lane if Jamal Murray didn't read it perfectly and strip it from him because it was it was just an excellent defensive play. It was not a foul by any means, and I mean LeBron was excellent. Like this was just such a fun game to watch, and this was a fun series to watch. To me, this was a gentleman sweep, one hundred percent. The Lakers played so hard in the series, and it's it shouldn't go down as a knock on LeBron's legacy or a knock on Anthony Davis's legacy because. It's a gentleman's sweep. It was kind of like, for me, the Nets uh, 76ers series because I thought that was a gentleman's sweep too. Every game was close. And that's what a gentleman's sweep means. If you play every game super close, like I feel like these teams are 
Like, it was more evenly matched than it seemed. The Lakers could have won a game, and you wouldn't have been surprised. The Lakers could have forced it to seven, and you probably wouldn't have been surprised. I thought it was an excellent series for both guys. I think probably if the Lakers were to win a game, the most likely outcome would have been like six games for the Nuggets. I do think the Nuggets still could have controlled it, the one and six, one and five, you know. I thought the Nuggets were a much better team than the Lakers, and it kind of showed because even LeBron with that kind of performance, it just didn't matter. I thought the Nuggets were better, you know. And it's tough, you know. Like Murray's not going to have that series every time, but I also think the Lakers didn't have any answers for Murray. You know, it was just a difficult matchup. And it's weird to think that the Lakers were in the play-in, and if they lost that first game, and that first game was close, mind you. It was a close game. So, like, if they lost that first game, you're playing the Nuggets first round, and you probably lose. So if you're a Lakers fan, you're like, we made the Western Conference Finals, and we were in the play-in. And before the trade deadline, before we traded Russell Westbrook, we looked dead in the water, you know? And if you're the Lakers fan, I think you're happy with this season. And if you're a Nuggets fan, like, this this finals is, you gotta win. You gotta win. I mean, I think there's no excuse, no matter who you play, the Celtics or the Heat, that you guys are the favorites in this series. And this is a must. And Jokic, I've talked about it with Drew on our playoff preview. Jokic, this was a lot of pressure on him. There was a lot of pressure on him and Embiid to do something more. And Embiid... He got to the second round. He got to that seventh game, which is the point where the furthest point he's ever been. Couldn't get past it. I do think he was a little injured, so I'm not going to knock on him too much. But um, Jokic, he got to the conference finals where we expected him to get. And guess what? Now he's in the NBA finals. He took that step up. I think he's clearly, it's an argument between him and Curry as the best player in the NBA right now. And he's just fantastic I think absolutely fantastic and I think the Nuggets are the favorites going into the NBA finals and this may be your best chance to get it done all right that is going to wrap up episode 22 of Jake's takes I can't believe that we are on episode 22. We just keep flying. We keep moving through everything. And I'd like to thank you all for all the support of doing these podcasts. It's really appreciative. Um, I got everything lined up on the Instagram. I got the Facebook going. You know, I really appreciate all this support. It's been a lot of fun. All the video podcasts I want to tell you guys are available on YouTube. So please check the video podcast out. It's very much appreciative. Um, And that's going to wrap up the episode for today. I got some plans for you guys. There's going to be more guests. And I'm hoping to do some NBA Finals stuff. So I'm excited. But I'm going to be out of here. Peace.